It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And this week, you are going to be our guest for show number 134 for the week of January 28th, 2016, as we're taking a trip to Oradon and having none other than the Beast, just the king of the entire kingdom himself from Disney's Descendants, Dan Payne, stopping in here this week here at the show. Dan Payne, who you may know from a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, Stargate SG-1, Alice, I think, as well as playing the Beast, yes, Ben. Ben's father in Disney's hit breakout musical, The Descendants, is going to be stopping in here this week. Dan's going to talk about his entire career, his greatest memories working on set with many of the television greats, upcoming projects, what it was like working with the Muppets, being part of Descendants, and so much more. And Dan is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, and maybe even a little innuendos for all of you Muppet fans out there. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to be dipping his hand in that virtual mailbag answering all your questions with I Want to Know. We have Nathan, who's going into the library, dusting off the books, and giving you what just happened this week in Disney history. We have Caitlin, who's bringing you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2, and Jason is going to venture deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you want to add to your viewing collection. And let's not forget the newest DT member, Cody, who's going to give us a little bit more about our very special guest this week, Dan Payne, in this week's Hollywood Walk. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire, from the Disney Channel, Girl Meets World, Star Wars, Harrison Ford, The Diamond Celebration, Toys, Mattel, Cars, you name it, including Finding Dory, all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire here this week. So before we officially kick off this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is an authorized vacation Disney planner that's been in business since 1994. They will help you plan, book, and arrange your Walt Disney World vacation absolutely free. Their legendary service, knowledge, and expertise is always available to you around the clock to help you have the most magical Disney vacation you can possibly have. And if you book a trip through them and mention Diz Radio, they have some extra goodies for you because they're going to give you lanyards, autograph books, and so much more just by mentioning that you listen to us here at Diz Radio. So be sure to check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, the show is jam-packed, lots of fun things on the horizon, we're gearing up for the beast, taking that trip to Oradon, and so much more. So let's officially kick off show number 134 for the week of January 28th, 2016, and as always, why don't you be our guest? Be right back, all of you D-heads. Ma chère mademoiselle, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Yeah. 
can sing, sing, sing. They can dance, dance, dance. After all, miss, this is friends. And the dinner here is never, never second best. Come on, go on, unfold your menu. Go on, take a glance, and then you be our guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. How is it possible that you're going to be crowned king next month? Mom, Dad, I've chosen my first official proclamation. I've decided that the children of the Isle of the Lost should be given a chance to live here in Ordon. The children of our sworn enemies living among us. I've already chosen them. Who are their parents? Cruella Deville. Jafar. Evil Queen. And Maleficent. Hi, Mom. My nasty little girl. You four have been chosen to go to a different school in Aradon. What? Go find the fairy godmother and bring me back her magic wand. With that wand, I will be able to bend both good and evil to my will. Our will. Our will. Our will. Welcome to Aradon, Prep. You're a Maleficent's daughter, aren't you? I totally do not blame you for your mother trying to kill my parents and stuff. Totes. <laughs> They were raised by their parents, Ben. Don't you think they deserve a shot at a normal life? <laughs> what do you think villains teach their kids? Kindness? Fair play? Give them a chance. This is our one chance to prove ourselves to our parents. Oh, you think it's small, pumpkin? It's all about world domination. Hi, ho. You really want to do this? Our parents! Your parents made their choice. Now you make yours. I can look into your eyes and I can tell you're not evil. We are not our parents. We get to choose who we're going to be. We can do this if we stick together. The Disney Channel Movie Event of the Year premieres Friday, July 31st, only on Disney Channel. Hey, everybody, this is Dan Payne, the Beast from Descendants and other Muppet movies. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Stay tuned. I feel so small and useless, ambiguous and clueless. I just can't seem to get anything right. I feel so invisible. Tonight, all the plastic Santas doing hula dances remind me that I don't belong. All the fake snow falling and my friends not calling 
Leave me nothing but this song On the most miserable Christmas of my life The most miserable, horrible, obnoxious, intolerable Christmas Hey, don't give up. You just haven't found the right audience. <sighs> I'm so tired of scrounging. <sighs> had my chance if only i could go back and take another crack at all the things i've left undone i'd do them right if i had my friends and family here tonight i'd have the most wonderful christmas of my life everyone matters Everyone matters Even the smallest of the smallest Can make the biggest dreams come true Everyone matters Everyone For matters. worse or for better We can change the world around us With everything we do Even you Even me and me. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 134 for the week of January 28th, 2016 as we have all kinds of fun as we're taking that trip through Disney's descendants as we have none other than the Beast, the King of Oridon. Yes, we have none other than Dan Payne stopping in here this week here at the show. We also have tons coming from the D-team from Aaron, Nathan, Caitlin, Jason, and Cody and all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. Lots of fun things on the horizon. So before I jump into that news hot off this D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun little magical show here at Disney On Demand. And you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, and more, just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Go there, subscribe, and get the latest shows as they're released right away to your device to listen to and enjoy. And remember, you can find all these links and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. So, all VD heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off this D-Wire. And how about, first and foremost, a brand new D-Team member joining our staff here this week. We have an all-new D-Team member in Cassie. Yes, she's going to be joining us here at the D-Team as an official blogger for the website. You're going to be seeing a lot of different writings from her, a lot of different write-ups about the Disney company, maybe insights into movies, and most recently, she has her top 10 Disney villain sidekicks that she has written for the website as well. So I'd like to extend that very special magical welcome to our newest D-Team member, an official blogger for the website, and you can check out her writings at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. 
Disneyworld.com. Now, pushing along here in the news, how about Disney's Star Darlings? Yes, the Star Darlings are debuting their first on-air special on the Disney Channel this Friday, along with the Wisconsin native Skylar Stecker singing the remix of its theme song, Wish Now. Now, Disney has announced that the television premiere of its first on-air special of its original new tween property, Star Darlings, is going to be kicking off on Friday, January 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Disney Channel. Now, the on-air special will extend the stories of the popular Star Darlings book series from Disney Publishing Worldwide that feature 12 unique girls who encourage tweens to celebrate their individuality, make positive choices, and show that they can make any wish a reality. Now, Star Darlings first debuted in North America this past September as a multi-platform lifestyle experience featuring content, music, and products spanning across books, online, mobile, toys, and apparel. Now, as Andrew Sugarman, Executive Vice President for Disney Publishing Worldwide, has stated, the Star Darlings digital short-form content has already garnered millions of views across multiple platforms. We are excited to expand the world of Starland to television and give fans across the country even more ways to join the Star Darlings on their magical adventures. Now, the 30-minute on-air special Becoming Star Darlings introduces viewers to 12 Star Charm girls who pursue their individual wishes with determination and the help of their friends. Now, the story begins on Starland where the major crisis is afoot and the girls are chosen to be first student starlings to venture to Earth, or as they call it, Wish World. Determined to succeed, the girls show courage and ingenuity, plus a ton of humor is added into the mix, and they guide others on Earth to help discover happiness and fulfillment. Now, as they have also released, Star Darlings is rich with themes, friendship, confidence, leadership, and teamwork, and it centers on characters that embody the qualities and characteristics of today's tweens. The stories and journeys represented in the animated specials and the book series to inspire tweens to go after their dreams. Now, music is a key element to the Star Darlings property, and as part of that property, they have a lot of great things, including Wisconsin native Skylar Stecker, who is brought on to remix the Star Darlings theme song, Wish Now. Now, the remix, along with the live-action music video, features Stecker's powerhouse vocals coupled with hip-hop-inspired beats and electro-pop synths. Now, there's going to be a lot of great things with this. The Star Darlings have continued to grow. I know my daughter loves the Star Darlings, and they just continue to, I guess, really help this youth realize be an individual, be yourself, and make your dreams a reality. Nobody's going to make it happen for you. So now, this Friday, check them out, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, the Star Darlings are coming to the Disney Channel. Now, moving aside from the Disney Channel, how about Disney Consumer Products and Bandai are going to make a splash this summer with Disney Pixar's Finding Dory. That's right, Disney Consumer Products and Bandai this week unveiled a brand new global product lineup celebrating Disney Pixar's Finding Dory that is going to be debuting theatrically on June 17, 2016. Taking inspiration from the lovable storyline in the film, Bandai has innovatively translated the timeless character and engaging play experiences for a variety of different families. Now, with recognizable sounds and voices from everybody's favorite friends, including Dory, Marlin, and Nemo, including some new pals, Bandai's products capture the essence of the feature film and transform key moments into play sets, interactive toys, bath toys, plush, and many others. Now, specific highlights include My Friend Dory Interactive Soft Figure, which features over 50 different phrases as Dory responds to swimming upside down and up and down movements, and Swigglefish 
six-figure assortments that showcase a lot of fun things, including Fish in Motion. Now, as Kenja, vice president of brand management of Bandai America Incorporated, has stated, with the beloved characters from Finding Nemo joining a fantastic new supporting cast of friends, our expansive line is sure to spark imagination worldwide and share in the love of Dory's aquatic journey. From kids to adult collectors and everyone in between, the Finding Dory line from Bandai is going to offer something magical for the whole family. Now there are a lot of great toys that they have already seen, like I said, My Friend Dory, The Moving Nemo, and so much more. And remember, Finding Dory is hitting theaters in June of 2016, so now you can be on the lookout for these fresh new products coming from Bandai and Disney. Now moving aside from Pixar, let's get into an acquired Disney property, and how about Marvel Avengers? Yes, and how about Lego Marvel Avengers, Warner Brothers, and Disney? all getting together for an official launch here this week. Yes, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and TT Games, the LEGO Group, and Marvel Entertainment announced this week the launch of LEGO Marvel Avengers, an all-new action-packed superhero adventure that allows players to relive the most amazing moments from the Marvel Cinematic Universe through six Marvel Studios films, including Captain America, Thor, The Avengers, and more. Now, LEGO's Marvel's Avengers is the first video game to feature storylines from the critically acclaimed film The Marvel's Avengers and its sequel Age of Ultron. Now, it also is the first time to have playable content based on such Marvel Studios blockbusters, including the first Avenger, Iron Man 3, The Dark World, and The Winter Soldier. Now, LEGO Marvel Avengers also is celebrating the thrilling world of the Avengers as only LEGO can do, and they're going to have a variety of different things. I've already played with this. It is definitely a fun one because, come on, it's LEGOs, it's Avengers, it's Marvel. It's fun. It's a video game. Now, in the LEGO Marvel Avengers, gamers can play and unlock more than 200 characters with over 100 new characters that have not appeared in a LEGO video game format before. Now, for the first time, players can execute incredible Avengers team-up moves, resulting in incredible combos when using core Avengers, including Black Widow, Captain America, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man. Now, it also features a unique take on the open-world gameplay, with eight different environments to explore within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including the expansive streets of Marvel's New York, as well as Asgard, Barton's Farm, Malibu, the Shield Base, and more. Now, it is available right now for a variety of different systems from Xbox 360, the Wii U, Windows PC, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and more. And there is a lot of fun things with this. Like I said, it is jam-packed. And fans are also going to enjoy that they have the DLC packs based on the upcoming Marvel Studios films as well included with this. Now, as they have released so far, because Peter Phillips, who is in charge of many of the different things with Marvel Entertainment and the video game division, he had mentioned that both the LEGO and Marvel brands appeal to fans of all ages, a multitude of retail and media and interactive channels. With the incredible success of LEGO Marvel superheroes focusing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters and stories in the LEGO's Marvel's Avengers, it was a natural fit for all of our fans and our business. If you want to find out more about this, check out the video game. You can see the video. We have it posted on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also find it at Twitter.com slash LEGO Marvel Game, Facebook.com slash LEGO 
Marvel video game. Now, getting away from video games, and how about toys? Like actual toys that you can play with in your hands? And how about Cars 3 is kicking off in 2017, and Mattel and Disney Consumer Products have announced a renewed agreement for the Cars franchise. Yes, global toy leader Mattel announced this week that it has a renewed relationship with Disney Consumer Products for the Cars franchise and the upcoming Disney Pixar film Cars 3. Now, the agreement gives Mattel continued worldwide rights to manufacture market and distribute the toys and products based on the award-winning Cars franchise across multiple categories including vehicles and playsets. Now Cars is among some of the most beloved Disney Pixar properties as we all know being Disney fans. It continues to generate a strong toy demand globally and since its blockbuster theatrical release in 2006, Cars and the iconic characters of Radiator Springs have delighted children and inspired imaginative play from around the world. Now, the CEO of Mattel has stated that we are very pleased that Disney Consumer Products has once again chosen Mattel to help bring its iconic Cars franchise and characters to life for children around the world. Disney and Mattel have enjoyed an outstanding partnership for nearly 60 years, and we are thrilled to see the relationship continue in such a meaningful way. For almost a decade, Disney Pixar's cars have thrilled audiences and connected with families throughout the story of friendship and excitement of the open road. Now, they have also gone on to state that we are delighted to continue working with Mattel on the important franchise. They are the perfect fit and partner to extend Pixar's storyline with innovative and engaging toy cars for everybody to enjoy. Now, since 2006, Mattel has shipped over millions of Cars toys across a variety of categories, including more than 300 million cars. Their die-cast vehicles have been sold. Now, Mattel's lengthy creative collaboration with Disney and Pixar has also generated hundreds of unique cars designs while celebrating individual cars from the franchise. So definitely stay on the lookout for this, and Cars 3 is hitting theaters in 2017. Now, moving along here, let's get to the small screen, and how about Girl Meets World? Yes, we love Girl Meets World here at the show. You know that. We've had guests from the show here. We've had a variety of different people part of that show, and we all love it. I mean, it's a great show. Well, how about Girl Meets World? Season 3 is a go, and now the first read-throughs of the cast have been set. Now, Girl Meets World is still on its second season, but the cast and crew of the Disney Channel series are already done with their first read-through for season three. Now, as many people are asking, will Maya and Riley set aside their feelings for Lucas for the sake of friendship? I know, I sound like a tweeny little girl here, but Girl Meets World writers recently revealed this week on Twitter that they had their first table read for season three. Now, as they have stated, season three, first table read today, Girl Meets High School Part One. Welcome back, everybody. We're ready. So, right now, everybody is curious, will this long-standing Lucas love triangle continue on, or will Maya and Riley just set aside everything and be friends? Now, many fans were left hanging when Girl Meets World Season 2 aired an episode titled Girl Meets the New Year, which showed Riley confess her feelings to Lucas. While several fans are already rooting for their retrospective teams in this love triangle, it looks like the plot will be placed on the back burner overall. Now, what does this actually mean? I think it means that they were going in the wrong direction for their target audience. But it looks like that the new season is underway and we will see what's going to happen. Now, they have stated that the Bay Window will continue to make a favorite episode of the series and everybody loves the touching moments in the Bay Window. So get ready for that as well. So now pushing along here, let's get into the parks and how about Animal Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom to debut the Lion Guard Adventure in February. Now the Animal Kingdom will introduce kids activities based on the Disney Junior's The Lion King 
and the Lion Guard that was announced at the Walt Disney World Resort on January 25th. Now, the activity will open on February 7th, and it will encourage younger guests to explore the theme park while learning about various animal species. Now, the new Lion Guard adventure at Disney's Animal Kingdom will involve guests in a scavenger hunt style activity. Now, the park-wide experience will take them on a search of five characters found in the animated series. Keon, the leader of the Lion Guard, Bunga, a honey badger, Fuli, the cheetah, and Beshi, a hippo, as well as Ono, the egg rat. Now, guests will join the Lion Guard adventure and use a map available and select merchandise areas and help them find character statues hidden around the themed locations around Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, the carful statues will represent each animal of each location and it's identified in the Lion Guard banner. Now, they'll also have access with signs that describe the found character's attributes as well as emphasizing the circle of life conservation. Now, after they find five statues and learn about the character traits, guests can now mark their completion of the Lion Guard adventure at the Rafiki's Planet Watch. Here, Disney cast members will welcome participants as honorary members of the Lion Guard, inducting them with a special pledge and a button. Now, the area will also feature fun activities, characters from the Lion King, and a photo op with Rafiki. Now, the Lion Guard adventure will run at Disney's Animal Kingdom through late March of 2016, and the Lion Guard adventure is included in the Animal Kingdom admission. So get ready for this. Definitely going to be a fun one. And, you know, come on. The Lion Guard is already proving to be a really fun show, and uh, we're going to have some people from the Lion Guard here at Disney On Demand as well. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have tons of things on the horizon. We have Dan Payne, who's going to be stopping in here very shortly to talk about The Descendants, Very Merry Muppet Christmas, his entire career, Stargate, Underworld, you name it, he's going to be stopping in. We also have the D-team. You have questions, he has answers, and Aaron's going to be stopping in with I Want to Know, with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with Caitlin with WDW and 2. We also have What Just Happened This Week in Disney History with Nathan, and so much more. So, get ready. I'm going to release the reins to the D-team, but before I do that, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey'sTravel.com. Mickey's Travel is proud to be a sponsor of DizRadio, and just by mentioning DizRadio, you will get some free goodies with booking your trip through Mickey's Travel. From lanyards, autograph books, and more, they are going to hook you up just by saying that you listen to DizRadio. Now, Mickey's Travel is a full agency that has been in business since 1994, and they are 100% free to use them for their services. Booking Disney trips, helping with your dining reservations, and with their knowledge, experience, and legendary service, they are going to help you have the most magical Walt Disney World vacation that you could ask for. Ask for. So definitely check them out at mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, lots of fun on the horizon, a lot of things going on. It feels like a super califragilistic, expialidocious kind of day. So with that, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team, and when I come back, I have more news hot off the D-wire. Take it away, team, and uh, I'll be back, all VD heads. Which I'm laughing. They say you say a lot to make you sound precocious. Super Gallop. 
atrocious Even though the sound of it They say it's somewhat quite atrocious If you say a lot of nothing You will always have atrocious It's super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Aliexpiasticfragicalarupus Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Hi, Mom. Stealing candy, man. So disappointed. It was from a baby. That's my nasty little girl. <laughs> Give it back to the dreadful creature. Mom, it's the deets, Mal, that make the difference between mean and truly evil. When I was your age, I was cursing entire kingdoms. <laughs> Walk with me. See, I'm just, just trying to teach you the thing that really counts. How to be me. I know that. And I'll do better. Oh, there's news! I buried the lead. You four have been chosen to go to a different school in Oradon. <laughs> what? I'm not going to some boarding school filled to the brim with prissy pink princesses. Perfect princess. Ugh. Yeah, and I don't do uniforms <laughs> unless it's leather, you feel me? <laughs> I read somewhere that they allow dogs in Oradon. Mom said they're rabid pack animals who eat boys who don't behave. <laughs> yeah, Mom, we're not going. Oh, you think it's small, pumpkin? It's all about world domination. Knuckleheads! Hi, this is Blaine Weaver. I do the voice of Peter Pan, and this is Disney On Demand. Everything he likes to do when he says I love you, but a bear likes to 
questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know hey d heads this is aaron and it's time again for another installment of i want to know it's hard to believe that january's almost over it's time to gear up for the super bowl and pinewood derby races and cub scouts well once again the virtual mailbag is busting at the seams so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week our first question is from Marcus of Plano, Texas, and he writes, Disney On Demand podcast, great show, and a congrats on winning the podcast brackets. I was going through many old Disney films, and I will admit I am no Disney expert on many of the older films pre-Rescuer Down Under, so I'm trying to expose myself to more of the lost gems. I was going through a bunch and found one about a bear. He was a circus bear. I think Bongo. Was that a theatrical release? I found it on YouTube and thought this was amazing, rare Disney animation we often never see. Any help is appreciated. Thanks and keep up the great show. Well, it's been so long since I've seen this character, I almost forgot about him. Bongo the Bear is the protagonist of the 1947 featurette of the same name, originally a segment to Fun and Fancy Free. He is a bear cub who escapes the unfair treatment he faces in the circus. His story is one of two segments in Fun and Fancy Free. The other was Mickey and the Beanstalk, which has the distinction of being the last time Walt voiced Mickey Mouse. In Bongo the Bear, 
Bongo was a circus star, loved by people who came from miles around to watch him perform. But the owners of the circus treated him rather badly. Then one day, he ran away from the circus into the wild, where he meets his love, Lulabelle. Eventually, he meets her jealous fiancé, Lumpjaw, the meanest, toughest bear in the whole forest. When he confronts Lumpjaw, he is chased all the way to the raging river, which gave way to a waterfall, from which Lumpjaw falls, and Bongo is hailed as a hero by the other bears in the forest. Bongo had a short career in comics in the 50s, notably appearing in comic books, Walt Disney's Comics and Stories, and Walt Disney's Silly Symphonies. Bongo made a short cameo in The Return of Jafar, in which the genie transforms into him during the song, Nothing Like a Friend. Bongo appeared in Snowed In at the, Mouse, at the House of Mouse, and Bongo and Louisville made semi-regular appearances at the Disney theme parks up until the 1990s. They notably made a cameo appearance with Br'er Bear and two of the country bears in The Muppets at Walt Disney World as an audience for Fozzie Bear's stand-up comedy act. Well, our next question is from Karen Taylor of Minnesota, and she writes, Question about Epcot's grand opening. I came across this one in an old VHS I had recorded from the glorious days of Vault Disney. Is the song Danny Kaye Sings About Epcot available anywhere to download or buy? The song about the future. I love it. It's really long, and it places me at a time when Disney seemed to be about evolving, not just making attractions. Thanks in advance. Well, it's hard to believe it was 1982 that Epcot opened. The song you're referring to is called The 21st Century. Besides the release of the Epcot grand opening on the wonderful world of Disney, I couldn't find just the song released. It is available on YouTube to watch and listen to, and it's definitely a catchy song. Well, our final question this week is from Mindy Drexler of Oregon, and she writes, Aaron of the D-Team, I have a question about Louis Armstrong. I know he was on the Disney After Dark DVD from the Disney Treasures Collection, and I often hear a song here and a song there by him of Disney classics. I'm aware he did a song for a Disney movie, but is there a place I can find the cover songs he did? So talented, that man. Thank you, Aaron, and I'm always learning from your part of the show. Well, yes, he was very talented. The album you are looking for is called Disney Songs The Satchmo Way, originally released on February 29, 1968. The songs included are Zippity Doodah, Ten Feet Off the Ground, Hi Ho, Whistle While You Work, Chim Chim Cheree, Bippity Boppity Boo, About Time, Bout of Davy Crockett, The Bare Necessities, and When You Wish Upon a Star. The album is available on CD and MP3. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for your great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads... Laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome to a party. In spite of the weather, we want to welcome you. It's not really a party, it's more a celebration, a dedication, a, a festival, an event, also a monumental achievement all rolled into one. And it's also a party. <laughs> I'm Danny Kay, and I'm speaking to you live and wet from Epcot Center. This is the realization of Walt Disney's dream to create a permanent showcase of technology and world culture. It's a living monument to past achievements and a testament to the hopes of the future. A future where the quality of life for all people will be improved. It's with this spirit in mind that I'd like you all to share with me the wonder and the excitement of this truly remarkable place. Why don't you come with me as we look forward to the dawning of the 21st century. The 21st century's here. It's time for the dream to come true. This glorious figment of one man's imagination. It started a long time ago, continued to flower and grow. From the marvelous mind of that magical man, now the theme of the dream and the fabulous plan are born and just bust in to get underway. And the 21st century begins today. The 21st century's now. There's history happening here. Before you, you see how the dream reached its culmination. The most thrilling sight one could see with visions of things yet to be. A brilliant design of incredible scope constructed of miracles, magic, and hope. And a new kind of joy for this weary old sphere And the 21st century begins right here This world of wonders will astound you With fantasies that you can touch and feel The world of Epcot's all around you But it's no fantasy Magnificent dream realized. But but maybe you're asking yourselves, well, what's an Epcot? Well, that's a good question. Is it just another amusement park? Mm. Number one, Epcot is the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And number two, Epcot isn't just an anything. Oh, isn't just a resort, it isn't just a world's fair, not just a cavalcade of wizardry, technology, and flair. It's not just Epicurean displays by international gourmets where one can dine, lunch, munch, crunch for days and days and days. Not just a festival of music, dance, the arts, or education, nor a pageant for the senses sparked by wild imagination. 
Not just communication nor the bounty of the land, not just the world of motion nor the ocean or the sand. It's not just transportation nor light or sight or sound, not just satellites in space nor the fossils underground. is concerned there ain't no just about it epcot isn't just in anything it's everything and more a great deal more than anything the world has seen before the perfect planned community the splendorific sprawl and epcot center is the heart of it all just so there's no confusion epcot center is located in the center of epcot and Epcot Center is made up of two parts, which is Future World and the World Showcase. It's 2.5 miles from the Magic Kingdom, which is also part of Epcot, which is what the entire 27,000-acre area known as the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow, or Epcot, or Walt Disney World, is called. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. I hear a thousand voices loud and strong. WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. If you're a fan of the Lights Motor Action stunt show, you'll want to make sure to catch it one more time before it officially ends its run on April 2nd. The show is ending to make space for the upcoming Star Wars and Toy Story lands in Hollywood Studios. You can catch a new band in the Canada Pavilion in Epcot. The group is called Trad Nation, and they play everything from traditional songs to original family compositions that have been passed down through the years. So catch them at the mill stage during their limited engagement. They'll be performing five days a week. Just check the Times Guide for more info. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll soon be able to meet Kylo Ren at the Star Wars Launch Bay. Make sure to pop in for a meet and greet with the newest member of the Dark Side when he arrives next month. If you're interested in taking a behind-the-scenes look at the making of Disney's newest animated movie, Zootopia, you'll soon be able to take a look at a new exhibit at the Conservation Station in Rafiki's Planet Watch at Animal Kingdom. The animators did quite a bit of research for the movie at Animal Kingdom, so it should be really interesting to see what they've put together. And make sure to mark your calendars for March 4th when Zootopia comes to theaters. 
And speaking of calendars, the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival is expanding from 75 days to 90 days this year. It will run from March 2nd to May 30th, and I'm sure it'll be filled with even tastier food and drinks and prettier flowers and topiaries. I know it's one of my favorite events to go to, so if you get the chance, you should definitely try to make it there. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
you've seen Fantasyland, Frontierland, and Tomorrowland. Now here's a whole new land you've never seen before. Mickey's Toon Town, new at Disneyland. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio history, with show number 61 from January 2014, featuring Russell Flores, author of Seen, Unseen Disneyland. Throw back now and listen in. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to start in 1927, when the Alice comedy Alice Foils the Pirates, starring Margie Gay, is released. In 1944, Disney's Goofy cartoon, How to Be a Sailor, directed by Jack Kinney, is released, in which Goofy takes us on a cruising history of sailing. In 1982, Wally Bogue, the original Pecos Bill, gives his 39,522nd and last performance at the Golden Horseshoe Review at Disneyland. He has done the show almost continuously since its opening in 1955, thus putting him in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most number of performances of a show. In 1986, NBC TV airs Disney's Living Seas, a special combining music and humor with a look at life beneath the seas in a spectacular new Living Seas pavilion coming to Walt Disney World's Epcot Center. Living Seas officially will open January 15th. In 1993, Disneyland's newest section, Toontown, is dedicated by Michael Eisner and actor Harry Anderson, which is Toontown's honorary mayor. In 1994, Roger Rabbit's cartoon Spin debuted in Disneyland's Mickey's Toontown. The Dark Ride, which is inspired by the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, contains 16 audio animatronics, 59 animated props, and 20 special effects. It's going to be the first ride through attraction which allows guests to take control of their vehicles while following on a track. In 1995, CBS TV airs the Disney special The Best of Country, hosted by Clint Black. And 2010, Walt Disney World's 220-acre sports complex is rebranded when an ESPN logo is lowered into place on the complex's entrance sign. They're officially relaunching February 25th as ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex. The updated venue is going to feature more than 40 high-def and robotic video cameras, plus 20, sorry, 10 handheld cameras and 40 high-def video screens, including two jumbotrons. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D-Heads with some birthdays around the Disney company. Dean Jones of classic Disney movie fame, Jennifer Lewis, who voiced Mama Odie in The Princess and the Frog, Paul Newman, the voice of everyone's favorite Piston Cup winner, Doc Hudson, Ellen DeGeneres, who taught us to always keep swimming, Disney legend Wilfred Jackson, who worked on tons and tons of Silly Symphonies and Mickey shorts, and finally, Patton Oswald, who voiced the talented chef rat himself, Remy. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at nathan at dizradio.com. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. Necessities, simple bare necessities. 
forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, Mother Nature's recipe. Bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be founder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. You look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the fancy ants, then maybe try a few. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Look for bare necessities, simple bare necessities. Get about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. That's why a bear can rest at ease with just bare necessities of life. So just relax, yeah, in my backyard. If you act like that bee act, you're working too hard. Don't spend your time just looking around for something you want can be found. You'll find out you can live without it and go along not thinking about it. It tells you something true. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. They'll come to you. They'll come to you. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. All right, all of you D-Heads, so I am back, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the D-Team of Aaron, Caitlin, and Nathan, all for stopping in here with their signature segments and so much more. Without them, you'd have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. So remember to connect up with the D-Team on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. So thank you, D-Team, for stopping in and adding all that kind of fun here at the show. So all of you D-Heads, I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Lots of fun things on the horizon. We have Dan Payne stopping in here very shortly. But I'm going to jump right back into news because there is a lot of news here this week. So let's just jump into that news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Liv and Maddie star Joey Bragg teases of a season four for Liv and Maddie and the end of the show. Yes, Liv and Maddie launched on the Disney Channel in 2013 and everybody loves the show. It has instantly become a fan favorite. Now, the sitcom, which has run for three seasons and just got renewed for a fourth season in December, tells the story of twin sisters Liv and Maddie Rooney and their wacky family. Now, while the cast members prepare to film season four of the show, it sounds like Liv and Maddie could be heading towards the final chapter. Now, actor Joey Bragg revealed to the International Business Times that the show isn't officially ending yet, but season four could be the last. As he has stated, I thought the show might have been done after season three, but then it got picked up for a fourth. 
it's very rare that Disney Channel goes for a fifth season. Now, we all know this to be true here in the Disney universe, right? I mean, aside from the Disney parks, when it comes to Disney Channel, they always tap out once they hit that 100 episodes mark. So it seems he is definitely aware of this as well. Now, the 19-year-old actor revealed that not only could the show be nearing the finish line, but there are going to be some big changes when season four premieres. It's going to be different than the past three seasons, he stated. I'm not going to be giving any more away, but there's definitely going to be a change. Probably the poster, opening credits, and family dynamic all together you're going to be aware of. Now, Bragg wouldn't say exactly what would be different, but he said that he received an email about a change in season four. However, he said he trusts everyone involved in the show is ready to adapt. I think we've improved every season we've done so far and that things are going to change. Now, this is a, continues to be a very popular show for Disney Channel. Everybody loves watching it. And with Liv and Maddie possibly heading to its final act, Bragg said he's not sure what's next for him. He's not sure if he wants to start doing more stand-up comedy again or what he wants to do, but he is excited going to season four for Liv and Maddie. Now, getting away from the small screen in Disney Channel, but getting to the small screen in front of your home, and also the Disney theme parks, how about the Star Wars theme parks Harrison Ford to reveal Disney's plans in a TV special? Yes, it has been all over the Disney outlets here this week, but Harrison Ford is going to reveal Disney's plans for the Star Wars theme park updates in an upcoming television special. Now, the veteran actor who rose to fame playing Han Solo in the franchise will share an exclusive preview of Star Wars themed lands with fans in a show celebrating Disneyland on Sunday, February 21st. Now, airing on the ABC network, the wonderful world of Disney, Disneyland 60, will feature Los Angeles Philharmonic performing famous musical sequences, The Saucer's Apprentice from Fantasia, Elton John is among the confirmed guests that are going to appear in an anniversary program performing The Circle of Life from The Lion King, and Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that Star Wars theme parks will be coming to the Walt Disney World and Disneyland in 2016. Now, he also stated, We are creating a jaw-dropping new world that represents our largest single-themed land expansion ever. The new lands at Disneyland and Walt Disney World will transport guests to the all-new Star Wars planet. Now, Iger hinted that there will be two key rides, one where fans can ride the Millennium Falcon and control it in a customized secret mission, as well as one where it's a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. But now you can get ready because... Harrison Ford is going to reveal some more details about this during the wonderful world of Disney, Disneyland's 60th Diamond Celebration that is premiering on February 21st. So definitely set your DVRs and get ready for that one. Now, pushing away from watching TV and getting out and being physical, how about Disney planning an all-new venue at the ESPNY World of Sports? Now, Disney World plans to build a 286,000-square-foot venue at the ESPNY World of Sports Complex, according to documents that have been submitted by the state. Now, the plans filed with the South Florida Water Management District don't say what the sports venue will be, or Disney would not provide the details as well, but the plans say that the gross square footage would be 286 thousand square feet. Now the project would be on 10 acres and it would also include associated parking. Now new events at the Wide World of Sports will host this year include a Christian music festival called the Night of Joy and the Invicus Games, an athletic competition for wounded veterans, and Disney has sought permission from the state to develop on more wetlands including an additional 122 acres in the area that encompasses the sports complex and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now Disney has already had the ability to develop on 31 wetland acres in the area. What's in store for it? I am 
not sure, but we will find out. Now, finally wrapping up the news, because like I said, we had a ton of news here this week. How about AccuWeather? We all love Disney, and we all love apps, and AccuWeather is inviting fans to make Every Minute Magical in the Every Minute Matters sweepstakes with a chance to win a magical Disney Parks vacation. Now, AccuWeather, the global leader in weather information and digital media, announced this week that Every Minute Matters sweepstakes is now going to be available through February 28th, 2016. Now, outdoor enthusiasts, pet owners, parents, and anyone who wants to get the most out of every moment is invited to enter a new promotion event on AccuWeather's Facebook page using their tab. Life happens in moments. Nothing prepares you for the Mother Nature's changes in the minute cast by AccuWeather. Now everybody is ready to celebrate this and more. And that is why AccuWeather is giving away a grand prize instantly every single day from Olaf hats as well as Mickey Mouse footballs and more. Now, as they have officially released, AccuWeather knows that for our busy audience, days are short and they want to make the most out of every minute. This is why they turn to our unmatched range of innovative weather forecasts and superior accuracy. Now, what we want to do is make every minute matter and make that happen by visiting the Walt Disney World Resort. If you want to find out more about this, I'm not going to go into too much about how you can enter and what you can do. Just definitely check them out at facebook.com slash AccuWeather, and that's A-C-C-U weather so i'm gonna put my hands in that pot and hopefully i'll win as well lvd heads so with all that said i'm gonna wrap up news here we have more on the horizon as we have cody stopping by with the hollywood walk and we're gearing up for none other than the beast from descendants yes dan payne is going to be stopping in here very shortly very merry muppet christmas and more and maybe he'll provide an innuendo all right muppet fans will get that joke but anyways, we have a lot of things on the horizon. We also have Jason stopping in with the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection. So, all of you D-Eds, with that said, as we gear up for Dan Payne, I guess before he gets into fatherly beast mode with us, let's have that one last chance to be rotten to the core. Be right back, all of you D-Eds, and when I am, I'll have Dan Payne here in the studio. They say I'm trouble. They say I'm i
Greetings from your old voice actor pal, Corey Burton. <laughs> and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Places, everybody. This is a tape. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hello again there D-Heads, it's Cody here getting ready to take you out for another stroll here on the Hollywood Walk. This week's special guest has got uh, quite a resume and he's had quite uh, quite a life so far, bouncing around from place to place and doing uh, doing a few things before landing into the acting showbiz part of his career. So why don't we dive right in with this week's special guest. Mr. Dan Payne. He's been in a bunch of TV showings and a few movies, and they all range in genre and character for him, going from movies such as John Tucker Must Die, uh, Cabin in the Woods, The Watchmen, uh, Underworld he did a little bit in. One of his biggest TV roles that he's most known for is the series Alice, I think. I know that's not me guessing that he's in a show called Alice. The show is actually called Alice, I think. Now, aside from playing Beast in The Descendants, Mr. Payne has also been in Disney films such as A Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. Now, as well as playing the role of John in the TV series Alice, I think, he's also played various roles on the TV series Stargate SG-1 opposite Richard Dean Anderson. He did that from about 2002 to 2005. But our special guest, Dan Payne, wasn't always into theater, wasn't always along the career path of acting. Bounced around quite a bit in his life here, not just from career, but from country to country, from place to place. It all started as a child. His parents moved around quite a bit, which as an actor, that can only benefit you in the work that you do. Dan Payne was born in Victoria, Canada, and he's bounced around from place to place from London, Holland, to Australia. And let's kind of start off with his career path. While he went to the University of Calgary where he played volleyball, he got the opportunity to play professionally in Holland. And while in Holland and also at the University of Calgary during which time when he was playing volleyball, he spent a lot of his time coaching volleyball camps for special needs children. So he likes to give back and it, it's great that it's always nice to teach others how to how to do something that you love along with playing professional volleyball in Holland he actually also played semi-pro rugby in Australia also while he was in Australia he started a career in photography and that kind of got him back on track and kind of wanting to get back into the acting aspect of his life so which leads us to where he has now as I mentioned before Dan Payne is very athletic obviously with the professional volleyball in his past and also the semi-pro rugby playing he also enjoys everything from horseback riding to ice hockey being born in Canada that's it's it's almost on your birth certificate so he, he's got quite a range of things he likes to do so he doesn't he doesn't just stick to one thing as I mentioned before much like his moving around from country to country you know he doesn't have just one specific thing he's a, he's a jack-of-all-trades if you will and he's a huge 
Vancouver Canucks fan, uh, going back to the hockey, it's his favorite professional sports team that's out there right now. Our special guest this week truly has had an amazing journey throughout his life, been very successful at, and I'm sure will continue to do so. And I, for one, and I think I can speak for the rest of the D-heads out there, or at least for most of the Disney universe, when I say I hope to see more more of him and some more Disney productions in the future. That's it for me. I'll see you guys next week. Cooper. Dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Into the core. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the baddest of them all? Mal and Evie. They're nothing like the kids next door. Welcome to their wicked world. World, world. Audrey, Jane, and Lonnie learn forgive, forget. You ain't seen nothing yet. You are who you choose to be. A generation with fabulous style. Disney descendants, signature dolls, and coronation dolls. Each doll sold separately. Doll stands and placings not included. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that you've seen on the small screen, the big screen, and many other places. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of you. You may know him from Cabin in the Woods, Watchmen, many other series, as well as Disney's Descendants, a very merry Muppet Christmas movie, and so much more. We have none other than Dan Payne here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you very much. Good to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, after going back and forth for a while, we finally made this interview happen. We finally connected up. And with that, jumping foot feet first right away, all of our listeners know where I'm going to go with this. What led you down the career of acting first and foremost? I, My brother and I were always interested uh, growing up. We always would uh, goof around and create our own little worlds to our parents' dismay. And... Uh, Athletics opened doors first, so I wound up being a pro athlete first, and I loved—I actually loved being in front of a crowd, doing what I loved doing, and that immediate response, and that kind of led to doing the shows that my brother and I created when we lived together in Australia. And uh, I wanted to keep taking the next step, so I moved to England and, and got an agent. Started doing the auditions, climbing the ladder, better agent, better auditions, and then when I think I felt like I'd tapped out in the UK, I came back to Canada, and uh, I just fell in love with. Uh, I did plays in the UK, and I fell in love with the the art, the creativity, the being in front of an audience and performing. I'm, I mean, I guess that means I love attention, which my wife hates, but hey, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so I just I enjoyed the art. I love the creative passion. I love that euphoric state when you uh, when you get stuck into something really. Deeply. Well, definitely, you know, and with that too, you know, like you said, it's one of those that, uh, you know, you go on, get better auditions, and you just keep this going, loving the attention. But with that too comes, you know, that first moment where you realized, wow, now I'm making this into a career. Do you have one of those defining moments or shows or series or that one moment when you realized, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I think almost every. I mean, it's an it's an addictive and beautiful thing, acting, and, and if you're into it, if it if it if you get the bug, I feel like it's a lifetime bite, so to speak. You are in, you're in, and it's it's not that you you're going to do it for a living, whether it be whether it's your primary financial uh, sustenance or not. You're doing it for life, and I've been very, very like beyond fortunate. I'm I'm going to be eternally grateful that the last 15 years of my life have been just acting. Um, that may not be the case in terms of finances for everyone, but everyone who says they're an actor, they do it because of the ability to perform 
whether it's in class, whether it's on low-budget indies, whether it's on big features, it doesn't matter. It's the doing that makes you an actor. So I think once you anyone makes the decision to be an actor, you're an actor for life. And I, and that I feel was the same thing for me. That the the second my brother and I, when we were living in Austra- Australia, decided to create our own shows. That was when I went, okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing for my life. That makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, well, well, you know, and like you said, it's you do it out of the love, and whether that's you know lead roles, uh, you know smaller roles, you name it. And one of those I know that you know any Muppet fan out there, of course, is it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie where you were the executive talking about you know indu- innuendos. What was it like working with the Muppets? Uh, phenomenal. There's uh, <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole other level of. of uh, of imagination going on that there's cutouts in the floor for the puppeteers to walk around and uh, you obviously have to be careful not to fall in there um those some of those guys they're comedians i mean they're puppeteers but they are straight up comedians one guy who plays uh, pepe the prawn he doesn't break break character until the scene's over so even if we're doing another take in between takes he stays pepe the prawn and he gives you he ribs you and he gets in you takes digs and has a great laugh he's and he's fully one of the best comedians I've ever come across. He was so funny. So it's a whole other element that's involved. And it's it also, I mean, it goes back to my, this goes to Disney too. It goes back to my childhood. It's like a dream come true. You know, I, I watched the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I grew up with Disney. So to be able to be a part of these things is such an unbelievable gift. <laughs> well, you know, and, and with that too, like you said, we've all grown up with, you know, Muppets, Disney, you name it. And of course, you know, being, you know, in that scene that you're in, I, I will say uh, this year, I think it hit me more than any years because my nan- nine-year-old daughter is going, what's an innuendo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, isn't it fun though how they're putting, uh, so I have kids now. And uh, what I love is that all, all these movies, Disney included, everybody, they're making it so the parents can have a good time watching it just as much as the kids. They take everybody on the ride, you know? There's a few jokes for us. There's a lot of jokes for them. It's just universal. It's getting... I love it. You know, when a new kids movie comes out, Disney or otherwise, I'm excited because I know my kids are going to want to see it and I know I'm going to have a good time watching it. So it's great. Definitely. You know, and since we're on the on the topic of Disney, uh, you know, from your career, of course, the, the breakout hit Descendants and being, uh, you know, the beast and the king in that, uh, I guess, how were you approached for that role? And, you know, I guess, what were your thoughts originally when you first read the script for this? Because, uh, you know, it ended up being a huge Disney uh, Disney Channel original blockbuster. Yeah, it's been a phenomenal ride. It's an amazing and exciting time. Uh, I I went through the process. I, I got to audition um, for the role. I had just come off. I, I'd missed the first rounds of auditions or first couple of rounds of auditions because I was working, and I didn't even know. Uh, my agent said, "Hey, now that you're done that show, we there's an, they're still looking for the Beast for this Disney production." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I'd love to do that." So I went through the process and just got very fortunate that they decided that I had it right in their eyes, and uh, I got to be a part of it. And then we got to go to the cast read and sat around a table with uh, Disney execs and the director. Uh, Kenny Ortega, who is beyond phenomenal, and all the rest of the cast who are some of the most talented, crazy kids I've ever come with. Like, sing, dance, act. It's painful to watch. Um, <laughs> but it was <laughs> the read itself, just reading the script, you could tell we were into something good. And when the kids sang, and you could hear their voices, and you saw them move, saw rehearsals with dancing, it, you just knew that with Kenny at the helm, this was going to be something a bit more than maybe people expected and it turned out to even be more than that so it's pretty amazing 
Well, you know, especially like you said, you know, with Kenny Ortega behind it, you know, the the music and how high energy it is, uh, you know, looking at that too, you know, with you being the beast, was there any intimidation realizing that uh, you're going to have to live up to this uh, new incarnation of a Disney icon? Well, you said it right there, a new incarnation. And thank goodness for that, because yeah, absolutely an icon. And we all, you know, uh, Keegan and I, Beauty and, and the Beast, the Bell, we, we knew that these were icons and that we couldn't. We had Kenny helping us out. That was the beauty of it. We had Kenny and, and the Disney people helping us shape this to not be any kind of reincarnation of the old or an imposter or, you know, any of that. Just to bring what what this show meant to have uh, said and, and say it the way they wanted to say it through these characters' eyes. So it was great to create them with those guys at the helm helping us and guiding us. So, yes, I was intimidated, but... It was definitely alleviated by the amazing group of support that we had around us. Well, you know, and with that, too, of course, everybody is looking forward to the sequel and many of those. I'm sure we're going to be seeing you on, uh, hopefully, within that sequel. Hopefully? I would, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything I can cross. I'm crossing my eyes right now. Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. I haven't heard anything yet. I have I have no rumors to confirm either way. Uh, I have heard the rumors about uh, Descendants 2, but... I haven't heard anything yet, so <laughs> there's a few nerves in there. I'd definitely love to be back. I gotta help the boy grow, right? I gotta help Ben get get a few more lessons in life before I disappear into old age, right? <laughs> definitely. You know, we gotta we gotta see that fatherly advice now that uh they've realized that villains can be good guys too. Exactly. And I do wanna go into beast mode. That's always been something that I wanna do from the beginning. Like I think beast mode has to come <laughs> into play somewhere, somehow. Well, you know, I guess with that too, you know, being part of su- you know, such things like Descendants, Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie, Muppets Wizard of Oz, that's also gonna shift gears to, you know, being part of the opposite end of the spectrum with things like Cabin in the Woods and items like that, Watchmen. What is it like going from this this uh, happy, family-friendly kind of entertainment to something a little more dark and sinister and adult. Yeah, there, and it gets even darker with this, some stuff I did on Strange Empire. It's, you know what? It's amazing to be challenged in every possible way. I love that I, uh, for the Disney stuff and for the Muppet movies, I love that I'm doing things that my kids can watch. That's phenomenal too, so they can share in my love of what I do. So maybe they'll join the the team too. Who knows? But. The other way is just as, you know, just to be able to play my instrument in a different way, uh, to be able to be an actor who's challenged in multiple ways is a phenomenal opportunity. And like I said before, I'll probably say this too many times, I'm just grateful. Like, I didn't get pigeonholed as Goofy Dad uh, from a series I did called Alice, I think, which I enjoyed. I wanted, you know, you go wind up being a killer zombie. It's The spectrum's pretty out there, and it's nice to just get the chance to be challenged. And try different stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, and like you said too, you get to go all over the board from being the beast to uh, you know being in underworld and being a lichen and uh, just total opposite end and being able to handle and do all these different roles. And with that too, you know, with many things that your kids can watch, you were also part of a, a sequel to a holiday staple with being part of a Christmas story too. Oh yeah, just a little tidbit in that one, but it was fun. That was definitely fun. <laughs> Now, with with many of the different th- roles that you do and all the different places that we've seen you and heard you and, uh, you know, all the different roles from Stargate, you name it, uh, is there any one of these roles that, I know you said you're grateful for all these different roles, but is there anything that ever happens, um, you know, whether that's on the set or behind the scenes, that's just one of those funny moments or a chance you got to meet somebody that it's definitely going to go in your memoirs one day? Whew, there, that's a huge question. Huge question. There's tons of moments that have been uh, just amazing. I mean, some scary. I remember uh, 
So my career, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of creature and prosthetic work, like uh, the zombies and the lichens and uh, you name it on Sanctuary. I did a whole bunch of crazy things. It's been phenomenal. Also stunts. I've been able to do a, uh, due to my athletic background, I've been able to do stunts. So one of the scariest things that pops to mind is I did a stunt where they had an explosion in a mailbox that was meant to propel me back into a pool about 10 feet high, 30 feet back. And it wasn't the ride so much that was the scare. It was the fact that when the, the mailbox blew up, it lit my legs on fire a little bit. And uh, thank goodness I was guessed I was going into a pool. But, you know, you get you, you get burned, you come out okay, and you do this crazy thing, and then you see the stunt, and it looks amazing, and you survived it, and everything works out okay. But you just realize, I mean, it gave me – I'm not a true blue stunt guy. I'm just a very lucky actor who gets to do a lot of stunts. The true blue stunt guys, it gives you such respect for them when something – like that happens to you, you know how much they're actually risking to make sure that when you're acting that they take care of that stuff for you. So I've had those kind of moments. And then I've also just had working with Joan Cusack and the Muppets, just seeing somebody who is so gifted and so funny by nature, um, just to be in their presence and just get a sense of what it means to be completely in control of your craft and to work so hard to to achieve the levels that these people have achieved, and that's happened many many times. Um, you know, and then being swept off my feet and just about falling down, seeing Kate Beckinsale and her all her beauty in person that was pretty intense. Um, goofy moments like that. I, I, it's just been directors, directors who come up and they can talk to you in a way that gets you to a different place, and then your performance. You feel like they help you get your performance to a whole new level. I I'm rambling now because it's just. I don't know. I wish I could give you one single moment. Well, that's a sign of a fantastic career when, you know, there's more than just one moment. And of course, you know, like we were talking about going from Disney to the dark side, there's also those times when you were uh, kind of uh, the dark side for children with, you know, being part of the haunting hour as well. And of course, um, with the new short with Nightwing, The Darkest Night, where you were actually Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, What was it like being Batman? Uh, That was kind of a bucket list childhood dream. I love that that turned out as well as it did. The guy's uh, Matt Campbell, who put it together, and uh, Brady Roberts, these two guys did an amazing job on the budget that they had. This indie version of the of their alter uh, fan fan based fan fiction uh, effort, they did an, a great a great job. And when they approached me and asked me if I would be Batman, it took me all of three seconds to say yes. But I did follow up to make sure that the production value and all that stuff was there. I don't want you know. And they did. They nailed it. I, I, I'm really proud that of their work and the stunts in that. Oh, my goodness. Those guys nailed it. It was phenomenal. So, yeah, it was just that's pretty bucket list to be able to say to my boy, you know, hey, daddy got to be Batman. Although he did go, but you're not the real Batman, right, dad? I'm like, um, <laughs> how do I answer that? <laughs> right, right. You just work for Batman. <laughs> yeah, I want to say yes, but you're right. Now, you know, with that, so many different things from your career, you have a lot of stuff upcoming as well that are, you know, bound to be huge hits, uh, you know, that you're, you know, able to be part of, you know, whether that's being a Klansman in Warcraft and many other things, I guess. Do you have anything else on the horizon that you're currently working on, any series or movies or anything that you can let us in on? Um, I think I'm allowed to say that I was in Star Trek, the next installment of Star Trek, which I'm extremely excited about. You wouldn't be able to recognize me. I'm an alien, which is even kind of more fun to be in a Star Trek movie as a crazy and very tough looking alien. That's all I can say there. And then I'm filming a, a series with uh, Catherine Bell for the Hallmark uh, US channel called Good Witch. Uh, and it is 
it has been a dream job. The the production, the cast, the crew, they have been – it's in Toronto, so I fly a lot. My wife's been extremely supportive as I keep trekking back and forth between Toronto and Vancouver. Um, that these people are so great. Uh, so it makes the experience phenomenal, and it's a lot of fun. So those things are coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Uh, I did a bunch of movies of the week, uh, Cradle of Lies, uh, Dying to be Loved, and – why can't I think of the other one? Because I'm old and Alzheimer's is no. Um, yeah, so those <laughs> things are coming out, and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what the end result for those is, or whatever the proper grammar is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, with that too, you know, you know, we know that you're busy. We finally got a chance to connect up. So many different things from your resume, and you know, stuff up and coming, like you said, Star Trek, and of course, being being part of so many different things for all of your fans out there and even new fans who are fans of descendants and any of the newer work that you've done as well. Is there anything you'd like to leave out there for fans of Dan Payne, fans of uh, the beast, the fans of Bruce Wayne and Batman, you name it. I on I just want to send out a humongous thank you to everybody who sends me any Twitter notes or emails or any kind of note to say that they enjoyed something I did. That is a phenomenal feeling to know that it's being watched and, and it's being enjoyed. I love my job more than anything in the world. And to get that kind of uh, response from anybody in, in any way, shape, or form, any kind of support, I am extremely grateful. So a humongous thank you to everybody who is a, is a fan of anything I've done. I'm 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 excited to keep going and building uh, my resume with stuff that's hopefully worthy of uh, people watching. So thank you. Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, Dan. You know, so many different things. You know, great memories that you've passed on. Hopefully, we'll see you in that sequel to Descendants, and as you put it, maybe get to go into beast mode. And uh, we'll be looking for you on the horizon. Thanks once again for stopping in. Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's great talking to you, brother. Let's get this party started. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey.
this Monday. Get ready for a holiday treat. Ah! Muppet style. It's showtime. Ah! This little piggy's going to kick your butt. <laughs> it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. This Monday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault, where you'll always find the lovers, the dreamers, and of course, me! This week we descend into the depths of the beastly halls of the vault as actor and voice talent extraordinaire Dan Payne joins our Disney family. Going through his resume, you can see he's been everything from a superhero, but don't tell Gotham, that's always a secret, to a wonderful captain of the guard, to recently becoming the beast for the Disney Channel's totally awesome descendants. Yes, I love that movie. We so need some more. However, you know me all too well that I usually won't give you the most current film to own, but something that you may have missed. Let's turn the Studebaker around to 2002 as we discuss one of Dan's first roles in a made-for-TV Christmas special, the NBC spectacular, It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas. It's Christmas! I, I, I know, we just celebrated last month, but bear with me, or at least snow with me. Come on, just work with me here. This particular Christmas is a bit different. Our story opens with Joe Snow, our narrator voiced by the comedic god Mel Brooks. Yes, it's still good to be king of snow. Seems that the Muppet Theater is in financial ruins. Isn't that how it always is for them in these movies or television shows? Hmm, I guess you never learn. During the time that this came out, we were going through an awful financial crisis. So you see, Muppets reflect life. Anyway, Piggy and friends go to the only man they know to keep them out of trouble. No, not Bob Iger, at least not yet. They look to Kermit for wisdom and guidance. That's a lot of pressure for just one frog. And after the last movie, at least in this time frame, shall we remember or forget Muppets in Space? And recent events, Kermit feels helpless to the needs of the theater and mostly his friends. Enter an angel in white, Daniel, played by David Arquette. Heck, you could have gotten any Arquette to play and I would still have watched. I mean, Patricia, Rosanna, you know what I mean. Daniel thinks it's time for Kermit to undergo a little Christmas therapy by reviewing his life. Oh, and they'll be accompanied through the journey with Daniel's boss, played by everyone's favorite nun, Whoopi Goldberg. Kind of see where this is going? Did someone just say it's a wonderful life? You would be right. It's always a wonderful life when there's a Disney movie in your Blu-ray player. Through the magic of television, also known as the snowy transition and commercial break, we are taken back a few hours earlier. I know you were thinking years, but this is an NBC special. We have a time constraint and a budget. Just a few hours back, Kermit was preparing for the annual Christmas show. How can anything go wrong with that? Well, this is where things turn from a shining star to a dull glass ornament. Real estate mogul Rachel Bitterman, played by Joan Cusack. Can this cast get any better? Yes, it can, and wait. 
See, she's demanding Kermit's rent payment before midnight, or she will be forced to close the theater. What's a frog to do? Well, call as many of your celebrity friends to help raise the money. That includes people like Kelly Ripa, Molly Shannon, and of course the cast of Scrubs. And if Zach Braff can't save your theater, even with a Kickstarter campaign, you know you're in trouble. But you know what? Things aren't looking good. And to make matters worse, Pepe the King Prawn, you know Pepe. He's fallen in love with Rachel, and he leaves our merry band of Muppets. During some prawn pawn broker time alone, Pepe and Rachel discuss the theater situation. Wanting the theater for herself, okay, it's more like she wants the land, but you know what I mean. And being the mean woman she is, Rachel changes the time frame from a midnight due date to 6 p.m. Pepe is definitely in a cocktail about this one. It is during his time of contemplation, he sees his new love with another boy toy. No one puts Pepe in a corner. Angered, he scurries back to the theater and warns Kermit of the change deadline. Kermit's got to get that payment to Rachel now. What's the best way? PayPal? No. Trusted Bear Fozzie. With a sack of money in hand, Fozzie waka waka wakas off to the bank. However, in traditional Fozzie form, he's confronted by a deranged crocodile hunter-esque person, almost destroys Joe Snow, a gang of Grinchy Hoos, a steam bath for that just fluffed shine, and lasers, only to make it to Rachel's office late and with the wrong bag. Salvation Army clothes do not pay the bills. After reviewing the story, Whoopi allows Daniel to help Kermit the only way she knows how. Show him what the world would be like without a Kermit the Frog. A lot changes in the world, and I don't want to tell you everything, but let's just say you see your favorite friends in a light you wouldn't expect. Poor, poor Piggy. Seeing the world needs him, Kermit asks Daniel to take him back to where he must face the future, standing beside his friends. They arrive just in time for Rachel to place the final nail in the Muppet Theater's coffin. However, this will not go down without a piggy fight. And who doesn't like a few karate chops? Count moi in. It's Pepe who comes and saves the day, though, by naming the Muppet Theater an historic landmark. I want to know who he's talking to in local government. This never works that fast. With the theater saved and employment to all of his felt friends, it is truly a very Merry Christmas. TV movies can be a blessing and a curse. Luckily, this is one of those movies I am so glad made it out onto DVD and now on Blu-ray. Okay, so it came out on Blu-ray in 2014, but you know what I mean. With a simple message and a fistful of Muppets, this Blu-ray should be on everyone's Christmas list. The video transfer for a television movie is exceptional. Every Muppet holds their color. The humans in the world retain their fleshy tones. The sound mix is also exceptional. Again, with this being a television movie with a limited budget, you would think there would be some skimping. Not with this release. Since it is a made-for-TV movie, bonus features are limited. But the ones we do get are laugh out loud necessary. You get over five minutes of bloopers. See what happens when Muppets are in and out of character. Humans aren't the only ones who can make mistakes. Our second feature is over eight minutes of deleted scenes. Some of these scenes are gratuitous, but there are a few that actually help answer some minor plot holes. All in all, it's a great disc to own. Whether you are a Muppet fan, a lover of all things Christmas, or just want a good laugh, 
It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas is the triple threat. I'm glad I was able to get this one out and share it with you. It seems I had left it out of my viewing rotation from last holiday season. Guess I'll add it to this year's list. I'm going to file this one under H for hiya, and I will see you again next week as we delve deeper into the Disney archives with a new blue for you to view this year in the vault. So until next time, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a rainbow connection and deep inside of you. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me Who said that every wish Would be heard and answered When wished on the morning star Somebody thought of that and someone believed it Look what it's done so far And what's so amazing That keeps us stargazing And what do you think We might see Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection the lovers, the dreamers, and me All of us under its spell We know that it's probably magic Have you been half asleep? And have you heard voices? I've heard them calling my name Is this the sweet sound That calls the young sailors The voice might be one in the same I've heard it too many times To ignore it It's something that I'm supposed to be Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me
taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun on the horizon, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the very talented Dan Payne for taking time out of his busy schedule, stopping in, chatting with us, and sharing all those memories from all the films you're part of, and I'm going to be holding out and looking for you in Descendants Part 2, reprising that role as Beast as Ben's dad. So thank you, Dan, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Nathan, Caitlin, Jason, and Cody all for stopping in here this week. Without you, there would be no show the d team helps it so you don't have to listen to me ramble week in and week out so definitely thank you the d team and connect up with the d team on our official website at dizradio.com and finally as i always say no show would be complete without thanking you Yes, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show at all. You are the reason we continue to come back at you every single week for the last six years. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making this show exactly what it is and allowing us to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have some fun next week here at the show, and let me tell you, I'm going to clue you in as to what kind of a fun guest we're going to have. But first off, I do want to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website, at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, our Lifetime of Disney Player, podcast archives, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, quirky, magical little show. And you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and you get the latest shows right there on mobile device and more, and get them right away as soon as they are posted, and you can subscribe right there through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can get all of these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. So all of you D-Heads, next week, it is a fun week. It is my birthday week next week. So yes, I have a birthday. I'm officially turning old. But in celebration of that, I thought I'd have a very special guest. Somebody that, you know, has part in a role that has really played a lot throughout my entire life. So let's just say, for your hints this week, just think a very shaggy seven-foot-tall beast. He's somebody that sometimes ventures out into outer space and has a sidekick that wears a leather jacket. So put them all together and think about it, all of you D-heads. So until next week, as I always say, you want to take that time, slow down, never neglect family for business. And this week, I'm going to leave you with something that's a lot more fun. As our close out here this week, I want you to never stop dreaming, keep those dreams alive, and remember, you can always have it through a little bit of light magic. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic, magical weekend.
as Disneyland proudly presents Light Magic.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.